0: and welcome it's friday night it's the independence gang i'm your host jv along with my special co-host tonight trish is in brit's normal spot welcome trish looking forward to doing this with you usually i have to look at brit all the whole time and you know that beard and the whatnots and the and the you know crazy train it's gonna be it's gonna you're gonna bring a much more relaxed tone to this aren't you
1: Sure, but I would still have that crazy train (laughs) button ready. Just in case.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it. Juliet, welcome to the program. It's good to see you again, of course. Um, Karen is supposed to be joining us here. Now, first of all, let me just say that Barrington was scheduled to be on tonight. And at the very last minute, he texted me and said uh, he apologized, but he wasn't going to be able to get out of work in time. They had some mandatory meeting that went way longer than he thought it would, so he apologized because he had been promoting that he was going to be on the show. So if you've tuned in to see Barrington with us tonight, he'll probably be on next week. He sends his apologies in his regards. So Karen agreed with like two minutes to go to fill in on the show, and she's having some tech problems. Um, maybe it's because, see, see over her head there, Juliet. she's got a Victrola. If that's the extent of Karen's tech ability, we might have some problems. So I want to, to take a minute because today was the big day. Now, we have been waiting for months and months and months for the results of the forensic audit that took place in Maricopa County, uh, Arizona. Uh, it, it's the county that uh, Phoenix occupies, and it's the most uh, concentrated uh, area for votes in Arizona and of course Arizona was a swing state that the official election night results indicated Biden had won by what? Trish it was like 10,000 votes? Is that what the number was? Something along oh, those lines? No, ones? it
1: was only 100, a couple hundred votes.
0: I it think it it may have votes. been 4,000. It was in the, it was in the low thousands maybe, I think. Anyway, regardless regardless it wasn't a lot of votes. It was one it was it was certainly a swing state. It could have gone either way and a, a change of just a few Karen is that Yay! you?
2: Yeah. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, we can okay. hear you. I <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hi, you. <laughs>
2: just jump in last minute. Hello, yeah. Julia. I know, I know. <laughs> Hi, Trish.
0: Now we just we just Hi, need to, you just need to bring your mic a little bit closer to you so you have a little more volume for us. Would be terrific. Can you hear me now? Yeah, mic closer Here to you, now. not you closer to the mic, because you're disappearing off our screen. That's it. all right anyway so it was a low vote total that was separating biden and trump and the state was called for biden obviously joe biden sits in the white house so the uh, arizona is at this point the only state to have enacted a full forensic audit of what happened on election night because of the reports of uh anomalies we won't we won't use the f word the fraud word even though i said it but certainly questionable practices and they wanted to get to, to the bottom of it now I think, Trish, they had originally said the results were going to be available in May, and then they moved it to June, and here we are in September, and today was the day the report was actually delivered to the Arizona State Senate. Now, we we broadcasted it um, here on the program as much as we could. Uh, I watched as much of it as I could, most of it, in fact, but I just want to go around and get some impressions. What did you think? What were your takeaways from it, Trish, what you heard anyway?
1: Um, from a mathematical perspective, there was there was fraud in all levels of this election as far as Maricopa County is concerned. Um, we had mail-in ballots, more ballots sent out. more ballots were received than were than were sent out. so they obviously had some fraud with duplications. We had issues with, oh Lord, there were so many ups uh, signatures where sign- there was no signature and yet it was stamped that it was approved. How can you approve a non signature? I mean, I like, I honestly, there was, there was at every level that I could think of. There was multiple people, same person, same address, different birth dates, like same year, but different birthday and month. Um, same, ad- so they had duplicate ballots. They had people with four, du- like people with four duplicate ballots, three duplicate ballots. I mean, it was, it was crazy.
0: Juliet, so there the- was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And Juliet, the press is reporting all day. They've been taking a victory lap basically because. The the A part of the report was leaked last night before it was officially delivered, and that part of the report indicated that actually in counting the votes, they determined that Biden won by a bigger margin. It was a few hundred votes larger of a margin than they had originally reported. So they're taking this victory lap, but what they failed to do, Juliet, is mention any of the things that Trish just men- mentioned. The numbers really aren't the question here. We know what the numbers were because they were reported. The question is, were all of those votes legitimate votes? Were they counted honestly and and, uh, in a way that's in accordance with the law? That's the question.
3: Well, absolutely. And I mean, now that we know the answer is that they were not counted in accordance with the law. And that there's even more stuff on the side, like the fact that they deleted logs and data which apparently is illegal like you have to hold on to it for a certain amount of time um we can at least now say that something was fishy we all knew but you know we can prove that there's stuff that doesn't add up and you know what can you do the media is always gonna rely on the fact that most people are headline skimmers so they'll skim that headline and that's all they'll ever hear about it
0: so earlier in the day i was trying to when i knew this this um this uh, uh, briefing in front of the state senate of arizona was going to take place at 4 p.m eastern 1 p.m pacific so about that time i started to do searches karen for a live stream of it so we could carry it here on our channel and let people watch what was happening in real time when you search for Arizona, you know, Maricopa County audit results, you get you get CNN, you get USA Today, you get ABC, NBC, CBS, PBS, NPR. Every one of those had the same headline, basically, we just talked about with Juliet, that the, the new vote totals from the audit show that Biden won by an e- even bigger margin. Not one of them indicated what the meat of the story was, which was that, in fact, there are anomalies. There are things that should raise real concern with every single voter whether you're a republican or a democrat
2: they're cheating and they're censoring and it's like you you can't find the truth to fucking save your life
0: and one don't you agree i i I agree Mm -hmm. that we have yeah absolutely uh trish and part of the problem here um as you pointed out is that there have been deletions in the computer systems now these these computer systems are supposed to be Basically sealed, digitally sealed, and only certain access is allowed, and they're not supposed to be on the internet. And it was pretty telling that all these deletions and all this activity took place right before the audit began. began uh, I don't remember the exact dates, but let's say the audit began on February 5th. On February 4th, somebody was in there deleting a ton of shit. I mean, if that doesn't tell you something's going on, I don't know what does. Well Yeah,
1: and then how does voting information from south carolina and washington state end up on the machines in arizona that only happens when they're connected to the internet that's not going to happen and i think i think the most telling thing about you know all these cnn headlines and you know msnbc um they're only talking about the hand recount so yes the hand recount should reflect the original because they are counting all the fraud so when you count when you recount the fraudulent You know ballots the numbers will be the same right so but they're not explaining that they're just saying oh it's the audit no no it was just a recount of the fraudulent votes from the beginning so now that you we've if you took the time to watch which i did because i'm a geek and i have no life um was that i was like paying attention to all the layers and they i mean everyone who testified was fabulous at explaining like all the different layers they had to go through and how each person who was assigned to the audit had a specific thing that they were looking for they weren't just doing this general like their. My job was to look at signatures. My job was to look at you know ballots printed versus ballots in. My job. So everybody had a different job. And I thought that was they did a really good job testifying and, and laying all of that information out in a very clear manner.
0: And Juliet, you know, there are several categories here where there were problems. There were duplicate votes cast. In some cases, there were four votes cast by a single individual uh, from a mail in mail in ballots. The voter rolls were in dismal shape. Uh, the com- there was computer ma- manipulation, both in the fact that files were deleted and there was access on the Internet, specifically uh these, these this these machines were specifically accessed through the internet um, Trish mentioned South Carolina and Washington somebody in South Carolina Washington was accessing these computers in, through the internet what would what would people in either of those two states have any business accessing the Arizona uh, voting computers Um and there were you know and there were deletions and one of the, the 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 computer tech guy the IT guy that testified said that any teenager with a basic understanding of hacking could have gotten into these machines in 10 minutes if they were connected to the internet that doesn't give me a lot of confidence
3: not at all and you know you have to think if they were trying to check in with other States to see what the status was there and then go on from there. Like they, they really did not do a good job of hiding this. Like, I feel like most people saw this really quickly that there was something very fishy going on. And I mean, it's, I mean, I, I I heard one of the machines had two hard drives in it. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that all of it is illegal. All of it is they should have found before you know i mean they got caught
0: <laughs> yeah and not it wasn't just that it was two hard drives it was that it was two bootable hard drives meaning you could boot oh. that system in one of two configurations so if, if if the if the auditors were looking you boot it one way if no if it's your private thing you're trying to do something nefarious you boot it the other way that's what that's what really the red flag was there um I took away from all of this, Karen, that most of the things that we all suspected in the very, very beginning now have some uh, support, some credence, some evidence that that actually uh, underscores that we were right to have these suspicions. But we didn't really get any real specific answers yet. Don't know if we will.
2: No longer a conspiracy theory, is it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, this this one can move from conspiracy column. Yeah.
2: It was quite obvious to me from the get. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, Oh no, 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 no. No, yes. Totally cheating and the computer thing and such. I mean, anybody with eyes to see.
0: Yeah. Um, we've, mm-hmm. we've been saying it for a long time and, and and now we've got a little bit of evidence but we still have a lot of questions alright let's move on because we have a bunch of other stuff to cover here um, and more information is going to be coming out of about this audit I downloaded there's like I don't know a few thousand pages of charts and documents that go along with this and we'll be scouring through this to pull out some more key findings but here's some interesting information to get us started a majority of people now believe that Joe Biden is kind of an idiot <laughs> Now we don't use the word idiot on this program. Yeah, yeah. As everybody knows, we use the word cuddle muffin in place of the word idiot. <laughs> so for our purposes here, Joe Joe Biden is kind of a kind of a cuddle muffin. But this poll. Which was taken um, over the last week or so, indicates that only 43% of respondents in a survey conducted between the 13th and 19th of September believe the phrase mentally sharp actually describes Joe Biden well. This represents an 11 point drop from the last time it was asked, which was March, Juliet. Um, you know, that's, this is probably the reason why they don't want him out there talking or answering questions or being seen in public very often.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, honestly, forty-three percent is pretty high. I guess those people just don't watch the news at all. <laughs> I don't know how do you how do how are there forty-three percent of people in this poll that could even even if they were being nice say that? I mean, that's that's impressive. But you know, I think they they cannot keep like the curtain closed here. Like it, it's just too obvious, and it, it's only a matter of time before there's some incident that they really can't hide i mean they cut his mic now and rush him out in the middle of a, you know talking with a, a boris johnson you know like i mean it's getting more and more blatant and they're they have a problem on their hands i'm, I'm interested to see how they play this
0: Pew Research, who did the poll or was involved in it, said positive evaluations of several of Biden's personal traits and characteristics have shown similar decreases. Compared with March, fewer adults say Biden cares about them personally. Fewer describe him as standing up for his beliefs. Fewer describe him as being honest and fewer describe him as being a good role model and mentally sharp. That list is very curious to me, Karen. um. It's hard to think a president cares about you when you look at things like the border, when you look at things like abandoning a 1,000 or so Americans in Afghanistan without even much as much as of a comment about it, when you look at how inflation is consuming the paychecks of average, hardworking Americans. It's kind of difficult to think the president cares a whole lot about you when that stuff's happening.
2: Our precious little cuddle muffin does not care. But if you ask the Haitians... He's humble, and he's sweet, and he's caring, right? got to yeah. take care of their ass.
0: Yeah, and well, that's, yeah. that's part of this here, Trish. Part of this is that he seems to take care of Americans last, uh, no matter what the situation <laughs> is. It seems like Americans and American citizens and, and, and what's best for this country as a whole is at the bottom of his list of things that he's concerned with.
1: Right, because he's going back to the Obama globalist agenda, the new world order. He, his concern is not Americans. it, His concern is the UN. It's the WHO. It's making sure that his Chinese friends get their 10 percent, you know, got to make sure that everybody gets their cut. Yeah. And, you know, any anyone who who. <laughs> who can look at Biden and say, oh, well, you know, Hunter, he's the smartest guy I know. Like, seriously, if that's your standard, then I can't help you. I there, There's no help for you. Like, you will believe anything you're told if you believe that. Like the guy who's smoking Parmesan cheese out of carpet because he thinks it's drugs. Like, if that's like, if you think that that's the smartest guy that Joe knows, we are all screwed. <laughs>
0: And it's so true. Um, and this might be another reason that people are starting to think this. We had a, a bit of a, 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 a brouhaha over the course of the uh, the week when a, photo, a photographer snapped a picture of Border Patrol, Patrol agents on horseback trying to deter and stop Haitian immigrants from crossing the border. That's their job, if anybody is questioning it. Their job is to protect the border despite the fact that joe biden is the president but the man who took the photo says that uh the photograph itself is actually being misconstrued now as you know juliet the media took off with this the biden administration joe biden himself uh, what's the what's who's the who's the guy that looks like one of the seven dwarves who's the hhs secretary mayorkas he he went off on this. <laughs> Jen Psaki went off on this. They're all talking about how this is uh, Maxine Waters went off on this. How this is a return to the days of slavery because it appeared as though the Border Patrol agent was using a whip. In fact, it was just one of the horse's reins. And he. And when you're a rider, you need to know how to control the horse. And you do it by using the reins in an aggressive manner at times. And if you saw the way that Border Patrol agent was actually maneuvering that horse, I had a lot of respect for his ability on that horse. But either way, the photographer is saying this is not what was going on. And they still haven't dropped it. They still, They still have not said, sorry, we got it wrong.
3: Yeah, and yet again, it doesn't matter if they're telling the truth. If people see one image they don't like and a few headlines, they can just run with it because so many people just buy into it. Um, There are now pictures from another angle, which make it very clear that that, the Haitian was not even being hit with the rain. Um, And now, just a few hours ago on Twitter, I saw a video from a journalist that was in the water or across the river. And you can see the entire interaction beginning to end. And clearly the Border Patrol agent is just maneuvering the horse and he grabs the guy because the guy was, he felt making a run for the horse's reins or something. He thought he was about to attack the horse. So he grabbed the guy to drag him away so he couldn't. But I mean, the the video completely debunks this. It's totally
0: obvious. And of course they've seen the video, so they know this is a lie. Mm -hmm. Karen, they know this is a fabrication, but it serves their purposes. In fact, it doesn't even seem like they cared about the border until they could find something to make it a racial issue about. And and not just a racial issue, but a white versus minorities issue. They found that, they've run with it, and they're still running with it despite the fact it's been debunked.
2: Shiny ball, you know. Let's look over here so you're not noticing all these 15,000 Haitians over here that we're like busting in bussing in
0: yeah i mean that's a great point it's it's uh it's the distraction trish uh there's a lot of bad news as we read about almost every night we're on the air here that the biden administration has to face there are a lot of things that the biden administration has to be embarrassed about frankly so if they can have a distraction like this they're probably applauding it uh more than anything else i would think
1: and you and you saw that the sto- the story where all the Haitians dropped their IDs. They were all living yeah. down in Brazil, in you know Chile, and they had IDs as they were living in those countries. And Joe Biden got elected. They're like, hey, now we can go see all of our cousins and stuff. So. They went all the way from South America to Mexico, dropped their IDs at the border and then came across, oh, we came from Haiti and we need asylum. No, yeah. they already had asylum in other countries. And that's not how asylum works. You can't pick and choose like, oh, I'll be here for a while. Oh, America, okay, I can go to America now. Okay, I'll just go over there. It doesn't work that way. And, and the fact that that's being exploited and the fact, honestly, if I saw one more person t- on Twitter talk about how they were an expert horseman and they've been riding <laughs> for two decades and, Reins are never that long, has obviously never rid, ridden Western saddle and has never worked a horse because reins are that long. Because when you're the rider and you're bending this way and you need to, you had to drop the reins to do something, you got to be able to pull them back. Well, they got to be long because you're going to be moving all over the place. So I just, I, everybody, everyone now on Twitter is a horse expert, obviously, you know, we were, we were experts in, you know. The, the virology before and now we're all a horse and equestrian accident.
0: well i would also imagine just to add to that if uh, i would imagine someone who's in a law enforcement role doing the things that we saw in the video of this these riders these border patrol agents doing i mean there's a lot of physical maneuvering there it's, it's probably not the same kind of rain you're going to ride when you go for a trail ride with your friends it's not the same <laughs> thing i hate to tell you um the photographer, uh, Juliet, said, I've never seen the them, referring to the border agents, I've never seen them with anyone. He was swinging it, but it, became, it can be misconstrued when you're looking at the picture because it's just a picture. Um, my problem here is really when it boils down to it. Joe Biden, uh, let me see if I have that quote here. Joe Biden said, there will be consequences. It's an embarrassment. He said this today after we all know it's been debunked. There will be consequences. It's an embarrassment. But beyond an embarrassment, it's dangerous. It's wrong. Joe Biden, in that sentence, had harsher words for the Border Patrol agents trying to do the job that they were handed because of the ineptness of this administration. Harsher words than he had for the Taliban.
1: Harsher words than he had for droning innocent People, including seven children
0: and that too Juliet harsher words than he had for sending a an explosive into a a family of I don't know it was seven kids three adults who were trying to deliver water to people who needed it
3: it's really scary I mean they've turned so much of the public now against the police to where you know like now to just support the police ever at all is considered White supremacy by like, large groups of people. But and now we're vilifying the Border Patrol that have probably one of the hardest jobs of anyone right now, trying to deal with this mass influx and to do so without using force or violence. Um, and, you know, to, it's just, it's so upsetting. I mean, that guy did a great job uh, not injuring anybody with a giant horse who's probably, that horse was probably kind of freaking out with people running all over the place. So, I mean, he deserves, uh, you know, we should be proud of him for how he handled it, not vilifying him to the press.
0: All of those Border Patrol agents should be commended for the job they're doing, given such insurmountable circumstances that they've been placed in. Um, Karen, Maxine Waters couldn't resist jumping in on this. uh, And she, her quote is even better. She says, the treatment of the migrants is quote worse than slavery and she said that these agents will pay worse than slavery karen
2: no it's not i'm sorry it's like oh my god like talk to the guy that went and cleaned up all their trash that walked around and talked to the haitians and yeah no no we know uncle joe's here now that's why we all came here
0: Yeah, back to your point, Trish. He's
2: humble. He's going to take care of
0: us. Yeah, back to your point, (laughs) Trish, and then you can take it with something that you've got to talk about here. But as you mentioned, uh, these people all had asylum elsewhere. They're all living in other countries. They came here. Why? Because we're giving everything away, free everything. Why wouldn't they come? If you were poor living in one of these third world nations and you heard the United States was giving free healthcare, free education, free housing, free transportation, free, you know, there's probably a list is probably 10 more things on it. Uh, yeah. Why not make the trip? It's a good life up there if you're getting everything for free.
2: I mean,
1: yeah. yeah, if you didn't qualify the first time you applied and you got shipped somewhere else, yeah, might as well. What's the worst that happens? Um, do you want to talk about can I talk about my NPR piece first?
0: Okay. Ben DeSantis. I... Yes. Okay.
1: Okay. So I sent you a picture. Okay. So um, I'm not sure if you guys know, but Florida just named a new Surgeon General. Um, and I just found it really interesting looking at the news today, um, the difference in how this was presented. So on the left, we have the NPR, Florida Governor DeSantis, taps new Surgeon General, who doesn't support vaccine mandates. Okay. Now on the right is the local news and how they present it. New Florida Surgeon General announced Tuesday. And I, I think it's very interesting. Um, I want to read you a passage from both of these articles. So the first article from the from NPR, this is their their quote. Um, Le, I think his name's Lodopo, says, state should be promoting, quote, good health, unquote, and vaccines aren't the only path to that. Quote, it's been treated almost like a religion, he said. It's just senseless. So that's what NPR had to say. Now, this is what the local news had to say. They actually gave the full quote. Um, where he said, "Quote: Vaccine, Vaccination is not the only way, so we support measures for good health. That's vaccination, losing weight, it's exercising more." So I, I just I find it interesting that NPR continues to be the national propaganda radio um, and pushes this. Oh, he's anti-vaccinations. No, he said. In fact, he instead vaccinations were part. So I, I, I'm interested to see. I'll start with Karen. Karen. Wh- how do you feel about NPR and their propaganda machine? <laughs> I love that you laugh first. That told me everything I need to know. I feel know like we're you. playing Jeopardy here. <laughs>
2: right? uh, you, no, no, seriously. Yeah, no. It's it bullshit. Oh, yeah. Exercise and vitamin D and vitamin C. Um, yeah, there's probably some stuff I can't say. I don't want to get you in trouble.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, we can't mm. say the names of those drugs. Um, but yeah, I just, I, 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 I found I, it. Right and the thing that I think is most interesting is that the local news stations are mostly leftist controlled so it's not even like you're getting uh you know a news station that's conservative um even the leftist controlled local media is being more honest in their reporting um so so juliet so do you, i I know that a a Harvard med school educated geffen school at UCLA undergraduate um, black man might be a little bit intimidating to these leftists. Um, so what <laughs> what what advice would you give our new Surgeon General in here in Florida about how to deal
3: with the press? Um, stay off Twitter. <laughs> they will drive you crazy. Um, honestly, he should just stick to his guns, tell the truth, and not read much of what the press has to say because they're just gonna. Go after him with everything they can. They'll dig up anything they can against him. You know that that's just their mo. They just try to ruin anybody that doesn't agree with them, even if what that person is doing is actual science and medicine.
1: Yes, which is the let's not panic and overreact. Let's actually look at all of the all of the all of the the, the big picture. Which we can't do that because that doesn't feed the fear agenda. Um, so yeah I just I found that really interesting to read in today's mm-hmm. newspaper I, I I found that quite fascinating and literally my response to everyone on Twitter was who was saying oh he doesn't know what he's talking about I'm like oh you're a racist <laughs> <laughs> you're a racist <laughs> what a black man it. can't have an opinion you racist
0: <laughs> um, I want to comment on this just a little bit too because one of the things that w- uh, a lot of conservatives have Fallen into the trap of, and we see this in Congress and the Senate, the whole, the whole U.S. Congress. They're so afraid of what the media is going to say, and they, they, they hesitate to do the right thing. And this isn't in every case, but I know it's true in some cases, but they hesitate to do the right thing. They hesitate to state a position. They hesitate to stand up in the face of some of this madness because of the way the press will portray them. We know the press is going to do this anyway. What the, what these people need to know, and the Surgeon General of Florida, the new Surgeon General of Florida needs to know this. And I suppose, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably got a tougher spine than most of the, the Republicans in the Senate and the Congress. Um, but what they need to know, there are people like us out here that have their backs. We believe in what, and we want them to say those things for us. Give us a voice. That's part of the problem in Congress right now, I feel like, and I don't know if, if if everybody here agrees, but I feel like half the time we don't have a voice because the other side doesn't say anything. Now, there is something to the adage, if your enemies are kind of destroying themselves, let them have at it. I get that strategy. I understand that completely. However... When you've got people like Maxine Waters standing up and saying that what she saw in that picture of the border patrol agent is just like slavery, or you've got AOC crying on the floor, which we're going to talk about, of the Congress because a billion dollar appropriation was passed to help Israel defend itself against terrorist rockets, or when you've got uh, you know uh, Joe Biden uh, standing there talking about how um, how. Um, whether it's that border patrol agent or other Americans are not worth saving or talking, whatever, where are the Republicans and where's the response? Why aren't they out there saying this is outrageous? Now I will say this one thing. Sometimes they do say those things and they just don't get reported because they don't get the same attention from the media that the other side gets. So, um, there's that too. but I just feel like sometimes we are voice, we are voiceless. you know, unless we're doing programs like this, we just don't have an opportunity to be heard and we aren't being heard on the national stage as we should be. Maybe that maybe I'm just stating the obvious. But here's another th- story that has been breaking and I f- this is one of the most disgusting is the word that came to mind, but disheartening as well. Um, and this is something that we've been talking about for over a year now. Or no, 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 wouldn't be over a year. It'd be almost a year now. And I'm talking about Hunter Biden's laptop and the emails and the information there. Well, the the media has finally come out and said, oh, we've we've checked on this now. And it is these these are legitimate emails. This actually was true where prior to the election, they were telling us all. With absolute certainty, if you watch CNN, MSNBC or any of these other jokers on the air, absolute certainty that this was Russian disinformation. Karen, just quickly, how much evidence did they have that this was Russian disinformation? None. They had none. (laughs) Zero. Was that quick enough? That was perfect. (laughs) They had zero evidence that it was Russian disinformation, but they all towed that line and they repeated it over and over again. Turns out, no, it was not Russian disinformation. Everything the New York Post reported was completely accurate. That story, the New York Post, was banned on all social media, and it was laughed at by the uh, the mainstream media. In fact, they went to the lengths, Juliet, of getting, what, 50 retired intelligence officials from various administrations who all signed a letter saying this is clearly a Russian disinformation campaign. Where are those 50 intelligence officers now issuing their retraction and and apologizing for affecting the outcome of a presidential election with falsehoods. Where are they now?
3: Probably just hanging out, having a great time. Honestly, they never have to be held accountable for anything they do wrong, you know, and all they ever have to do is just be like, it's obviously Russia, like obviously Russia is doing this. And then they get off scot-free. I mean, and like, the crazy part about that is it doesn't matter how long you were in the intelligence agencies, you have not looked at the data yourself, you can't just say because you saw like a screen grab that it's a disinformation campaign, you would have to look at the the data on the computer. So they're just all nonsense. I mean, but that's how
0: they get away with that. Yeah, Trish, uh, Joe Biden in I don't remember which debate it was, if the, if it was the first or second debate with uh, with Donald Trump stood up there on stage and said it's Ru- he said it's Russian disinformation. He knew he knows the truth. He, he knows what was on that laptop. They were it was half of it was about him. Um, he was it, involved. It was, it was- so he stood on the stage in front of the American people in a debate and lied blatantly and outright about this particular scandal
1: and now we know it's not just one laptop there are multiple laptops we have a video of hunter biden and a prostitute where he's complaining to the prostitute about how his second laptop was stolen That's and right. that it's he's this and this but you know he's the smartest guy that joe knows the smartest guy. Smartest Can guy in the room. Understand why we're losing them. Yeah. Like so who were we to argue, you know, because the steel dossier was real too, you know.
0: Right. You know, we yeah. That
1: has been certified. You know, everybody <laughs> said that that's the truth right there. And we've got the Russian P tapes. They're there.
0: Yeah, and now we have our first them, we have but. our first indictment as it relates to that. And maybe that's a house of cards that'll start falling. But I want to get into some specifics that are coming out now about these emails. Um, it's not just that Joe Biden was lying in a debate about this scandal that he clearly knew was true. Um, It's not about Hunter and his relationship with the Ukrainians, with the Russians, with the Chinese, and a bunch of other shady characters, but it's turning out there's more to this. In new Hunter Biden emails, Biden talks about his access to the White House and his access to the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party. Two new emails have appeared and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how why it takes so long for these things to come out. I don't know if they're just taking their time releasing this stuff or how it's working. But two emails have appeared concerning Hunter Biden's um, effort to show business associates that the president's son is touting his access to the White House as well as to the highest levels of the Chinese government. In one email. This was an email from a business associate of Hunter's. He didn't say this himself. This was coming from someone who was trying to set up a deal between Hunter and others. This uh, The quote from the email says, per phone conversation I met with number two son. That's Hunter. He wants $2 million a year retainer plus success fees. He wants to hire his own people. It can be a close circle of people for confidentiality. His dad is deciding to run or not. Now this was when Biden was still vice president and was considering running in the 2016 election. Um, I'm going to continue uh, reading this, uh, Trish, because this is hilarious in a way. His positives are he's the chairman of the UN World Food Program. He's the number two son. He, he's the son of the number two vice president, Biden, who has the Libya file. He's got access to the Department of the State. He's got access to the Department of Treasury. He's the business partner of the Secretary of State, John Kerry. He, uh, I guess John Kerry's son. I'm not not sure how that reads. And since he travels with his dad, he's connected everywhere in Europe and Asia where Muammar Gaddafi and the Libyan Investment Authority had money frozen because this whole effort was to unfreeze money that Libya had frozen. Um, he said he has access to the highest levels of the of the People's Republic of China, and he can help there too. Trish, this is like—I mean, this this is, is treasonous. It's corrupt. It's disgusting. It's unethical. And Joe Biden is in the center of this, in the very center of it, through Hunter Biden.
1: Absolutely. And well, who do you think trained Hunter to do this? This is this isn't something that Hunter just stepped into. It wasn't like Hunter graduated from college and was like, gee, I think I'm just gonna go run a you know Ukrainian oil company. This is not how it worked. He was trained to he was put in these positions by his father to act in a certain way on Joe's behest because Joe couldn't do it. Because if it was linked back to Joe, but if it's his son, he has plausible deniability. Like, I didn't know my son was doing that. He's his own person. I can't control him. So, and we all know that Carrie's son. So Hunter and Carrie's son and Nancy Pelosi's nephew, I want to say, were all involved in that Ukrainian gas company where they were all serving on the board. So it's like the, the, these, these children have all been groomed since their teenage years into college so that they could be their little tentacles out in, in, the, in the world. To, to get that access, to, to, to schmooze the right people, to make sure that I will scratch your back and you scratch mine. And we all know that the elites have always acted like this. This is nothing new, but it's just, it's, I think more and more people are now realizing it and reading emails like that, I hope will open more people's eyes to what is actually happening out there.
0: Now, another statement in this email makes it very, very clear they weren't hiring or not trying to hire Hunter Biden for his skills in any way whatsoever because i just read you what this email indicated his positives were the author of this email again an associate who's trying to put this deal together goes into the negatives he says his negatives are that he's an alcoholic he's a drug drug addict he was kicked out of the u.s army for cocaine he chases low-class hookers constantly needs money liquidity problems and many more headaches that's in the email. They knew this guy had nothing to offer but connections to his dad, who was vice president.
3: I, I, so life has gotten so crazy in the past like year and a half that some of this stuff is like, this is an Onion article in real life. I mean, like the son of the president is a crackhead that runs around with hookers and makes <laughs> deals with like foreign countries on behalf of the president. And nobody cares. You know, if you had a, a security clearance in like NSA or CIA and you even spoke to a family member that behaved this way, you would lose your clearance. You can't be around people like that when you have important information. And he's around like all of the most important people with the most power. It's insane.
0: It, it is insane. Karen, easy question to answer here. Has Joe Biden had to answer one serious question about any of this have you heard one
2: no i haven't heard any serious questions about him his son obama all of it (laughs) i mean no one's accountable
0: yeah if this and one more question karen as it relates to this if this if this man's last name was trump would he be getting the same treatment
2: (laughs) oh hell no be hanging him from a noose so i mean how does everybody get away with all this shit I
0: mean, yeah well no not everybody does not everyone does just just if if, well, you're, the, if, you're, the right if you're the right I mean, people if you're like- the right people uh trish let's go to what you've got next
1: okay um do you want to do the uh rubio piece or the arizona state piece let's do the arizona state piece because i love that video okay we're not gonna watch all of it but yeah so i don't know if you guys have seen this video that's out but it's a little it's a nice little teaser. So, it's long it. but we won't play the whole you part
4: have You're you're <laughs> offensive. Right police lives matter? You have the same <laughs> sticker. We're just trying to do school. What? You guys have the same sticker as the other. But this is our space. We've got a police lives matter sticker and we're getting kicked out. Can't do school. You, you, you just said we have to leave. No, I said you're making this space said it makes me uncomfortable. uncomfortable. But you're white. Do you understand what a multicultural space It means you're not being centered.
0: White's not a culture?
4: No, No, it's not a culture. It's- White is not a culture. Say it again to the camera. You think whiteness is a culture? This is insane. Oh so, anyways, this is the violence that ASU does, and this is the type of people that they protect. Okay, this white man thinks he can take up our space. And this is why we need a multicultural space because they think they can get away with this shit.
2: I'm gonna sit here the whole time, and you
0: can find somebody to. Kick that me
2: out.
3: that's cool. We We're we not will. We're asking you out. We're asking you to leave.
4: If you have any consideration for people of color and our marginalized. So clearly, don't. Yeah, the whole rest of the campus, the whole, the second floor, the first floor, the whole MU, every single part of the campus centers you. This is the only space that you're not centered and you're still trying to center yourself, which is peak white cis male bullshit.
0: I want to punch her and I'm not even there.
4: <laughs> not- you are racist. Your sticker is racist because police, that's a job. You can choose to be a police. I, didn't, I don't choose to be black.
0: Clearly, you didn't choose to be stupid, but you are.
4: <laughs> okay. No, you can choose to wow. be a cop. You can choose to kill people with a badge, and you're protecting that shit, which means that you're racist.
0: And this guy's apologizing know, this now. He's apologizing. I would just say, go to hell. I'm gonna sit here and study. You deal with it.
2: So you're promoting exactly.
0: So please just don't do that. Yeah. I no way. No fucking way would I allow these Thank people you. to push me around Thank
4: like you. that
0: because all right so you you get the idea wow
4: wow (laughs) i
1: I would like to say that this is not unusual on a college campus but unfortunately it is very prevalent on pretty much every college campus in the country right now um just a little backstory just because i i found a great article um about the backstory this took place at arizona state university at tempe um it took place in the student pavilion um, on the third floor, which that of that building, that floor was once the University Academic Success Program floor. So that was a study space for all students to come in and get work done. Um, during the Black Lives Matter stuff last year, um, a lot of students, um, including a student group, which was not officially sanctioned at the university, I might add, um, decided that they wanted a multicultural space. Now, apparently, according to these girls, that multicultural space has nothing to do with white culture, just every other culture. So, an exclusionary multicultural space, which I don't know how that works, but okay, you get the picture. Um, so, the school, of course, caved to their demands and said, "Oh, fine, we can give you, we'll give you this third floor, the success programs, we'll get rid of that, and we'll put your multicultural." It it has not officially happened. There is a plaque on that floor that says "multicultural space coming soon." Um, But I guess these students have already decided that they've taken over. Um, um, The extended clip, which obviously we can't play the whole thing, because it's just too long. It's like two and a half minutes long or something. Um, But at one point, one of the students shouts, and I quote, fuck America, bro. America was created on genocide and slavery, unquote. Um, So my question is, I'll start with Juliet. Would you send your children to this college? after seeing that video
3: um uh no i mean they better handle this in a really good way i don't expect that they will though but i wish that they would handle this appropriately and then i would definitely send my kids there but i mean i will i have to say every time i see this video i think like that kid was raised really well like he was trying to understand how he had offended anybody and like being respectful because i'm with you jv like that would have gotten ugly really quick if that had been me being screamed at while i studied quietly by myself yeah see
1: um the so the dean of students put out a uh, a publicity a pr piece and said quote the dean of students office is aware Of the disagreement, I thought that was interesting that they used the word disagreement um, between a handful of students that was captured in a video circulated on social media. The Dean of Students Office will be discussing it with all involved. ASU is a community of more than 100,000 people from 50 states and more than 150 countries. Differences of opinion are part of the university experience. The university expects respectful dialogue between students in all engagements. So, Karen, after you heard that, do you think that these two girls who confronted these two boys in this horrible and ridiculously um unrespectful dialogue um today do you think that the asu student office will take will reprimand these two these two girls
2: absolutely not i'm actually horrified that's the first time i've seen that video and then him having to backpedal because he know he has to backpedal otherwise Mm -hmm. major consequences
1: So, so yes, the multicultural space, which is not multicultural, it's obviously a minority space only, which I, I have a problem with this whole exclusionary language. And as, as I will be training, as I'm now completing part of my job is requiring me to do a diversity and inclusion training. Um, so I'm being very honest when I do these trainings because their idea of multicultural is, um, white people are bad, white people are racist, White people have caused all the problems in the world and us poor minorities just can't do anything on our own. So I have a big problem with that whole mindset. Um, But so JV, um, what what do you think is going to happen with these two girls? Well, think they're going to no, no, they're
0: they're probably they're actually probably going to file a lawsuit against the school for uh, for what happened there, feeling as though they were somehow offended and transgressed. When the truth is, they were the aggressors, they were the transgressors, they were out of line. The two guys, I mean, we didn't see the uh, the very very beginning of of the of how it's, of how that whole confrontation started, but from what we can tell, they were just sitting there studying and doing the work, which is what the students should be doing. Uh, you got applaud them from that and these girls just went on the offensive they were looking for something to be offended by they found it and they went at these guys because they've been empowered The, the dialogue in this nation since the george floyd incident has empowered them it's given them the courage the impunity and the authority to go at people like this whether they're boys girls or whatever And they went right at him. And I always find it so amazing that the people who preach tolerance the most are the least tolerant people of all. And these girls were that. Mm -hmm.
1: And notice... They were behind the camera the whole time. They were the one recording.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they, they, they were. They were right. trying to
1: get famous. Oh, this
0: was yeah. This was an attempt to get clicks or views or go viral or whatever the hell it is, which is another thing that this this uh, this culture has evolved into. You know, everybody's looking to 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 make a TikTok video that's going to go viral and get you know hundred thousand views or whatever it is. Um, and that fuels a lot of this garbage as well. Um, I was actually. Uh, I felt sorry for the for the one kid on the left side there who had the, the police lives matter. Maybe his dad was a police officer. Who the hell knows? But the bottom line is that he eventually starts. hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I'm just sitting here studying. I really wasn't trying to be offensive. And they just keep going at him. They just keep going at him. And the other the other kids, like, I'm going to sit here and, and study until you find someone that's going to remove me. And the funny thing about that kid is he had a I didn't vote for Biden shirt on, which is probably another thing that set these girls off, I would imagine. Um, No, this is ridiculous. This is not how a civil society works the dialogue and the attitude of the Democrats and the left have created this environment. They are making, I mean, I I, I seem to remember in my American history and I'm, I'm sadly, I don't know exactly how this transpired, but I think it was the Supreme court that determined separate, but equal doesn't work separate, but equal is actually unconstitutional. And they ended that, that, that policy, that practice, because prior to that, Blacks had their own schools. Whites had their own schools. Blacks had their own sections in the diner. Whites had their own sections in the diner. Separate but equal was the law of the land, and that was deemed unconstitutional. But these folks want to go back there. They want, maybe not separate but equal, I think they want separate but, but privileged or something. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but it's certainly, it's taking us backward, not forward, way backward.
1: Yeah, uh, Martin Luther King actually gave a really good speech about black supremacy being just if not more toxic to our country than white supremacy so i and I think that's that's where that shift has come that now it's well, we were oppressed one hundred and fifty years ago, so now we deserve to be the oppressors, and we get to mm-hmm. oppress you now because that's fair and i it, I don't understand that mindset of bad things happen and my whole thing is every every. Ethnic group. Every race has been enslaved. They have been imprisoned. They have been rounded up and you know killed in mass. This has happened to everyone. This is not something that's you know unique to to to, to people who are black. This is something that's happened to white people, to the Jews, to the I'll get, to look at what happened in Russian with the Cossacks. And like it's happened across the board. So I don't I don't understand this whole negative mindset where we have to live 150 years in the past at all times.
0: Thomas Sowell, who's who's absolutely a brilliant, um, um, poli- not a politician but a political thinker and 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 uh, a- academic, talks about slavery and he points out that there were more white people enslaved in Africa by a long shot, by many multiples, than there were black people enslaved in America at the same time. So this whole this whole thing is built on a fallacy and. You know, again, I look at the way people are behaving and the way people are treating each other. And you look at both of those in that particular clip, you look at the way the boys were handling themselves. Just mind trying to be civil about it. And these girls are just coming at them. Which America do you prefer? I prefer the one where we treat each other civilly. Regardless of your skin color, regardless of your background, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of any of that, I prefer the one where we treat each other civilly, we treat each, treat each other kindly, we respect each other's differences, and we respect each other's ideas. And you know, we also maintain the ability to 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 keep our differences. But this whole idea that we can't disagree and live in the same place—it's a dangerous—it's a dangerous way to. Uh, to go, It's destroying this nation. It's destroying the country. Um, we're almost out of time. I, I I mentioned this. There's so much more to talk about, but I mentioned this, so I do want to bring it up quickly. Um, AOC was on the floor of the Congress, um, and uh, they voted on a bill to give Israel a billion dollars, which used to be a lot of money. By today's standards, it isn't anything. Um But they gave Israel a billion dollars to replenish its Iron Dome, the defense system, which actually intercepted most of the rockets that the uh, terrorists in Palestine or in the Palestinian uh, territories were firing at them. Uh, When was that? When did that happen? Was it in the spring? When was that going on?
1: Yeah, oh I think that was the spring. Yeah, there are thousands it of missiles. wasn't that long ago, but
0: yeah. Thousands of missiles. And the Iron Dome held out. It protected, saved a lot of lives, a lot of innocent, innocent civilian lives. So the Congress was voting to replenish that, give uh, Israel a billion dollars to replenish it. And AOC and the squad was against it. She said, AOC said, for far too long, the U.S. has handed unconstitutional aid to the Israeli government while doing nothing to address or raise the persistent human rights abuses against the Palestinian people. Uh, I think everything in that statement from AOC is bullshit. We've done actually a lot to help the Palestinian people and we do more all the time. Um, there's nothing un- unconstitutional about giving aid to Israel, just as there's nothing un- unconstitutional about giving aid to the Palestinians. What the- as we do. So AOC is full of bullshit. She's a, she's a cuddle muffin uh prating around as some type of intellectual Juliet. Uh but then she ends up crying when this thing is passed. Crying on the House of the Representatives floor.
3: All right. Well, if you guys remember me from my first episode, we talked about how I also used to be a bartender, just like our dear friend there. And uh, one of the main rules in bartending is there's no crying in bartending. You don't like you're a professional, you like hold it in and go cry in the bathroom like everybody else. The fact that we had a representative crying on the floor of the house, um, over a vote that she can cast any way she wants, you know, like she she voted present. She didn't like she she was totally in control of how she handled that. And the fact that she cried over it in public, it just drives me nuts. Like to me, that indicates you have no business having any say over what anything we do. You like you just lost your vote. I don't I don't need her crying over this.
0: She said, uh, when she was asked about the crying, she said, yes, I wept. I wept at the complete lack of care for the human beings that are being impacted by these decisions. I wept at an institution choosing a path of maximum volatility and minimum consideration for its own political convenience. I don't know what the hell she's talking about, Karen. I have no idea what any of that means, but... Uh, um, was she weeping when Israel was taking all the missiles from, from Hamas and others? Was that was that making her cry, too? Was she on the floor weeping during those times?
2: No. No, this is all just fucking show. Fuck her. I fucking want to slap her. <laughs> Tell it like it is, Karen. I mean, seriously, I fucking want to slap her.
0: All right, well, there goes and the G like- rating.
2: So many
0: people Oh sorry. No, I'm, I'm no, I'm just kidding. No. I mean,
2: but so many people look up to her. Like that crying was just like to get her little audience going. Yeah, Seriously. Yeah, and at this point we can't Drop even get PG
0: 13. I think we're way beyond that. Um yeah. Trish, Trish. What does this do to Israel? When Israel is and I had another story here that we won't have time to get to, but Israel right now is is seriously contemplating having to deal with Iran. By itself, before Iran develops a nuclear weapon, Israel does not believe the United States is going to do anything unilaterally to stop Iran from getting the nuclear weapon. And Israel cannot allow it to happen. So they may have to act alone to stop it, which is going to be a military operation. So what does this do to Israel, who sees not just AOC, but uh, there were a few other members, the squad in, in, in specifically, um not just voting against this, but openly talking about our relationship with Israel as being misguided and we shouldn't be giving them the support. I mean, it's got to be sending a, a shiver of fear down the spine of all Israeli politicians and probably citizens as well.
1: well. I think it should send a shiver down the spine of every politician on this planet because the United States is supposed to be the world's policeman. Like that, that's that been our position for decades so the fact that we now have such a weak leader and a weak country, you know, politically, that no one can rely on us anymore. No one. We can't even rely on our own country to take care of us. And and I I watched some of that, that the speakers. Um Tlaib openly called Israeli an apartheid state, um, which Ted Deutsch took great offense to. And, you know, I Ted Deutsch is from Florida and I don't like the guy. I got nothing good to say about him but I'm glad that the left is starting to stand up to these ridiculous, Israel is not an apartheid state. Like, this is just insanity. That, that this is a bunch of melodramatic teenage girls who who <laughs> got put in these positions. Like, you know, if Talib can say, you know, impeach the motherfucker, that's, that, that's okay. But God forbid we say, fuck Joe Trump, like, fuck Joe Biden. Like, this is ridiculous, I, I can't take it. Like, they're, they're a bunch of teenage, over-emotional, melodramatic girls And number one, they're not gonna police what I say, so that's never gonna happen. But two, these are the people who are supposed to be our professionals. And I think Julia hit the nail on the head. Like that's, these are supposed to be professionals who are trying to do what's best for our country. And they're too busy putting on a show and, and crying for their photo op so that they can get a couple more clicks on their Instagram. I it's, it's just, it's repulsive to me, to be honest.
0: Julia, you mentioned that AOC voted present on that particular vote. She didn't vote. She started, she voted no. Then she changed it to present. For some reason, there was only one other representative that voted present. That was Hank Johnson. Does that ring a bell to you? It's okay to say no. No, yeah. Hank Johnson is the representative who, when uh, having a committee hearing with the U.S. military, expressed concern with the U.S. military that if we put too many troops on the island of Guam, it would capsize. That's Hank Johnson. So that's the company oh that AOC is keeping with her present vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned if we put too many troops on Guam, it'll it'll capsize, and the admiral and the admiral like wasn't sure if he, he should take that as a joke. <laughs> And uh, I mean, he's stunned by the stupidity he's hearing from Representative Hank Johnson. Anyway, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Trish, admirable job, terrific. I know we had one more thing that we to get to, but that's we always do that. That's okay. We always we always do that. But thank you for filling in Brits. Uh, I was going to say smelly shoes, but I won't. I won't insult him that way. But thanks for stepping into Brit's, Brits' shoes. I appreciate it. Juliet, good to see you again. Thanks for being here. Karen jumping in with two minutes notice. Perfect job. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Does anybody have anything else they want to add before we call it a night? Fuck Joe Biden. Okay, fair (laughs) enough. All right, hey, Chad, thank you. Thank you for being there, Chad. Uh, We didn't get much of an opportunity to to, uh, read some of the comments. There's a lot of stuff flowing through there. It was a busy night, but thank you. And we'll see you next time. It's the Independence Gang.